Welcome to the Yield Podcast. I am Brooke Payne, your host. Together, we are going to create passive income, organically grow your side hustle, meanwhile, being completely submitted to God's leadership throughout the process, because that is how we exponentially grow. Diane Yego, I am so excited to have you. This has been a long time coming, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're passionate about and all of the above. But would you mind, before we start, I like to just pray, um, and I just know you're an amazing person. Would you mind praying for us really quick? Yeah, I would love that. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much for this time um, just to have a conversation, Lord, and to let others be a part of it, Lord. And I just love how we've been brought together through the common bond of you. And I just thank you that um, we have salvation and that you've given this to us and that it unites us as a church body. And Lord, I just um, rejoice that there are men and women listening to this podcast, Lord, who just want to yield their lives to you that they want to pursue you in everything, God, and just do um, the various callings that they've been called to well. And so I pray that you would just guide our time and our conversations together, Lord. May it be honoring to you and just um, give us wisdom as we speak and all these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. So my name's Diane. Um, I am a military wife, but soon to be pastor's wife. My husband was active duty for 13 years. Um, he's in the guard now and he's in seminary finishing up and doing a pastoral residency. So that's kind of a big change and transition in our lives. Um, we moved to Pensacola, Florida this past summer, and we have three kids that are four, six, and nine. Busy. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. Um, so we started Deeply Rooted uh, almost six years ago. Yeah, six years ago through a crowdfunding campaign. And our desire was just to offer women a beautiful magazine, um, just clean design, beautiful aesthetics that also pointed them to Jesus and was just really rich in scripture. And we weren't sure what the response would be. So we did a crowdfunding campaign and it was an all or nothing um, 30 day campaign. And it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I have this idea and I feel a burden to do it. Um, but I don't want to, you know, take steps that you don't want me to do, Lord. And so we made it all or nothing, which basically means that if we didn't raise enough money for the first print run, that, um, any of the support that we had gotten would just be given back. And so that was kind of the determining factor for, do you want us to do this, Lord, or do you not want us to do it? And so I think it was around day 22 that we ended up um, reaching our goal. And by the by the day 30, we went over our goal. And so we printed our first issue, and here we are um, about to print issue 15. And the entire magazine is just basically about glorifying God and womanhood. And so that takes kind of a it takes different forms. Like sometimes we're talking about how the gospel connects to um, being single or being a mom um, or being married. And other times it's like more meaty articles that are focusing on different aspects of doctrine. Um, and then there's also like recipes and DIYs. And so um, starting the magazine has just been like an overflow of my passion, which is ultimately to love God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then to point other women to do the same. And what's super cool is that um, in 2018, God opened the door for me to be able to write a book um, about how I started the magazine. But beyond that, um, my whole mission and point is just to help and encourage other people who are kind of seeking 
what God's will is for their lives. Like, should they pursue a dream? Should they not? It's kind of hard in this culture where there's just like a lot of mixed messages telling us, yes, you should pursue a dream no matter what the cost is. Um, because when you pursue that dream, it'll bring you happiness and freedom. And as Christians, we just know that, um, God has called us to die to self and to seek him wholeheartedly first and to make him a priority in our life. So sometimes that does look like pursuing our dreams. And sometimes that, that means laying them down for a season or for just until he, yeah, calls us to bring it back up again. So, um, again, it's just following that same vein of just loving others and serving them and pointing them back to him. That was a lot of information. (laughs) No, I love that. And I want to just keep going with where you're headed right there because that is essentially the whole point of this podcast is (laughs) what does that look like to pursue dreams, to go after what God has called us. And then those moments where we feel like we are essentially, you know, Abraham and Isaac. And it's like, here's the thing you've called me to God. And you're asking me to literally sacrifice my only son. Yeah. But then, (laughs) but then we see the, you know, that there it is with Jesus. It's literally foreshadowing God giving Jesus on the altar. And he's the one that like continued that dream, which I'm just getting all deep and biblical real quick. But, um, but no, like it's, I've had those moments and recently I've had those moments of like, God, you've literally called me to do this. This is the exact thing you've talked to me about in prayer when I'm alone with you. And now you literally just crucified it. And Mm -hmm. what the heck is like, I'm confused. (laughs) So, so go deeper into that of like, especially, I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a a spoiler because the book is releasing in March of this year, which is what, like a few weeks. Yeah. Around the corner. (laughs) Holy cow. That is amazing. So tell us like a little bit about that of where, you know, you're this all in kind of, okay, we're going after this, but in what parts did you kind of feel that pull of, okay, now I'm going after it and now I have to like slow it down or like with this deeply rooted magazine, where have you felt that? Yeah. So before I even started the magazine, um, when I married my husband, we, we got married young. I think I was 20 and, um, I, I wanted to pursue wedding photography. And so I went out after that wholeheartedly, um, in about a year into our marriage, we found out that I was pregnant with my son and that just really like threw a wrench into my plans. I, I was happy that I was going to have a baby, but I, we didn't expect to have kids for a couple of years. And so, um, I just, with him being in the military and deploying a lot, he was gone all the time. Um, so it's just hard to have like a thriving wedding business when you're doing that. And so the Lord used that to really just transform my heart and reveal like, Hey, you are a selfish person. You totally forgot like why I've placed you here on this earth. I want you to be content in me alone, because if you can't be content in this season that you're in now, what makes you think that when I give you what you want, that you'll still be content. And so it was really this, um, I don't know, just an interesting season of having to learn to seek him first and his kingdom first. And, um, what's cool is that he gave me a lot of opportunities to photograph at that time, but, um, I ended up realizing I don't love it. And so, um, I stepped back, I I did all my fulfillments and through that process, just spent time, like growing into this new calling of being a mom and, um, just really digging into his word and falling in love with God. And so that really just set a trajectory for filtering through the dreams that I had, like, like, Lord, is this what you want? And so, um, the magazine didn't happen until a couple years later, but, um, through that, I just learned that, like I said earlier, we're here to seek his kingdom first. And, um, sometimes that looks 
differently. It means um, loving him when we love him with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. We recognize that it's his kingdom that comes first. And um, actually, okay, I feel like I'm I'm rambling now. <laughs> sorry. No. If we can edit this out. Um, what was your original question? I'm sorry. No, listen, you don't even have to be at all worried about it because everything that's coming out of your face is so good. I am literally over here like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to lay here and let her talk. Um, but no, I mean, seriously, the, the whole question was just like that pull and tug of, okay, when you feel like, okay, now I'm supposed to run. Okay. Yeah. And then also the disappointment and in, in walking that out of when things, like you said, basically about the photography, yeah. how, you know, it was like, okay, I couldn't do it because my husband was deployed. But then when I could do it, it was like, wait a second, this isn't actually what I wanted. And the grace of God showing you, hey, actually, you thought you wanted this. So I'm going to let you try it to show you that it's not really what you're supposed to pursue. But you do love beautiful images. Doesn't mean you have to create them. So, okay, here, you know, so kind of that process of you already kind of said it. But if there's anything you feel like you should add as far as like, okay, how you went from trying photography to then deciding you wanted to build a magazine. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think the biggest question to ask ourselves is like, how much do I love God and do I love God more than I love my dream? And when you're able to come to that point and you, um, really wrestle with like, what does my current relationship look like with God? Um, it's crazy because when you think about pursuing a dream, it's so exciting. Like we, it's what keeps us up at night and it, um, you know, you're just out and about driving, you write, you jot down a few notes and you're just constantly thinking and mulling, mulling it over in your head. And it can be so easy for us to get consumed by it. And in my photography journey, I had genuinely thought like, this is God's will for me. This is what he created me for. And there were just certain things. Like I read every experience that I had into this idea of this is what he wants me to do. And so when, um, when my son Caden came into my life, it's not that you can't be a mom and do photography. I know plenty of people who do it well. He just used this to really just stop me in my tracks and reveal to me like, um, Hey, I have plans for you. Like, are you willing to submit to them? So going back to like that question of just, I don't know, like, am I truly seeking God's will? Because if I am, I'll be able to live loving God apart from like fulfilling my dream. And so that to me is like one of the biggest discernment questions that people can consider through and help them navigate. Like, should I really be moving forward in that dream? Cause if you can't, if you can't answer, yes, I love God wholeheartedly, even without my dream, then I think that that's like a huge red flag, um, that should tell you, Hey, maybe you should surrender this to God because when we stop a dream, um, we're still like, it's not like it's ending forever. There's still a really good chance that he could bring that back and, um, just not in the season that you expected. And so in a roundabout way, he did do that to me with the magazine. Like I still, like, I'm not photographing weddings. And if that's actually the part that I didn't love, I didn't love the wedding environment or the wedding scene, but like now I'm photographing, I'm photographing products and I'm photographing, um, different shoots for the magazine. And like, it's taking one of the things that I'm super passionate about, passionate about and combining it with other things that I'm passionate about. So, um, I think when we're, we have this like strong desire and strong pull towards something and we're willing to leave that at, at God's feet and say, I trust you with this. You never know how years down the road, maybe months down the road, he can turn around and give that back to you in a way that's better than you ever expected. Yes. And that's amazing. And that, 
kind of segues us into, I love your response. I could just read it, but I want you to say it. But um, you know what? I might actually read it and then just see if you have anything to add to this. It says, I believe when we become a Christian, our definition of success totally changes, which is what you just said. The gospel tells us that our sin separates us from a holy God, but because of Jesus, we have the opportunity to be made right with God. Therefore, success is hearing well done, good and faithful servant on that day that we stand before God and give an account of our lives. When pursuing holiness for a purpose of honoring and glorifying God becomes our life mission. Uh, we move away from defining success by a paycheck, follower count. Wait, I have to say that again. We move away <laughs> from defining our success by a paycheck, a follower account, awards, or other measurable goals. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. And we view every single thing that we do as an opportunity to bring God glory. This totally frees us from our entrepreneurial pursuits because our success, quote unquote, can bring God glory, but so can our failure. Oh my gosh. I could just fall <laughs> on my face right now. So for me, that looked like scaling back to from four to two and then eventually to one annual issue issue of the magazine from another year. It looked like homeschooling my kids and the next enrolling them into public school, which that right there is going to be freeing for so many mompreneurs um, who have been looking for a sign from God to like permission to put their kids in public school. Um, and then also you, you finished with to put it simply, success happens when we are obedient to what God asks of us. Oh my goodness, you are so full of Jesus. I love everything about that. And that is not a very popular answer. And I think that's mm -hmm. the whole definition of what I wanted Yield to be about. It's mm -hmm. like, sure, we can make money, we can build followers, we can build a brand. But at the end of the day, if we're defining our success by those things, we are going to be so messed up, so depressed. Mm -hmm. just walking around with this face that's totally fake and just totally dissatisfied. Um, and so I just want you to kind of keep going with those thoughts because there's so much goodness in that. I, I think that, the, well, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts to share on that. I think one, it's the, the enemy is trying to distract us with a lot of good things. There are a lot of worthy pursuits out there that, um, they're good, but if they are taking us away from our primary goal of loving God, then they're, they're done in vain because at the end of our lives, we stand before him. And this is like the big emphasis within my book. And if I have one shot at writing a book and I never write another book again, I just want to know that the person reading this really examines their heart and considers like the eternal, um, like the eternal effects of what they do now, what they choose, what everyone, myself or you or anyone chooses to invest in now, it, it's, it has eternal consequences. And so, um, if we're choosing God above our dream, above our paycheck, above all these things, and he's our primary pursuit, that's a, that's a game changer. I just, I don't want anyone to go into eternity and say, Lord, look what I've done. Like you could have done the greatest, I don't know, you could have cured cancer. And yet if you missed a relationship with him, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That is so on point. I love this. I love doing this. This is like what brings me life. Um, okay. So I love that. I feel like the best callings and the best stories happen because people were not, oh gosh, I forget the quote, but it says when it doesn't matter anymore, 
that's when it really matters, I believe Mm -hmm. is how the quote goes. And it's basically saying what you've been talking about this entire time, like just surrendering the dream. Mm -hmm. That's at that point, that's when we can be trusted. And so I love that your whole journey with this magazine was like, you never pursued it to be a magazine maker. Mm -hmm. And um, so I want you to tell a little bit about that, about like where your heart was in this journey and, and how it came to be and and when it kind of clicked that you're like, Oh wait, this is, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. It's funny because so after that season of motherhood, well in that season of motherhood, I'm still in it. (laughs) Um, during that, like those early years when I'd stopped photography, I just was pouring into my, my child, you know, Ethan was deployed a lot, but there was still this like creative frustration in me. Like I wanted to do something with my gifts. And I remember just asking the Lord, like, Lord, what can I do with this? And it was just continuous, like, just wait, wait, wait. And, um, so I started blogging. Um, I was able to take pictures of my son and practice my skills that way. And I was able to write and like, as I'd go to Bible studies, I'd learn things and I'd be able to pour things in through that medium. Um, and one day, uh, I was sitting actually with my husband and we were, he was like, wouldn't it be so cool if you could just find a way to use the giftings that God's given you, like photography and you love design and writing, like to put that all together. Never, we never like thought further than that. And it wasn't until, um, I was like sitting, I think I was pregnant with my second child. I was sitting on the couch looking at Instagram and I'd seen this magazine, um, pop up on my feed. And I noticed like a lot of my hipster friends were posting pictures of it and it was so beautiful. Like there were no ads in it. It looked nothing like what you'd find on the newsstands. And so I ordered a copy and when it came, I just fell in love with it. It was so pretty. And if you're a paper person and you like to like touch paper, it felt really cool. And, um, but as I read through the articles, I'm like, it was all about food and community. And I just felt sadness because I'm like here, like it wasn't a faith-based magazine and I didn't, I didn't expect it to be, but here are people who are finding happiness in food and community and minimalism and all of this Mm -hmm. disconnected from God is just a vain pursuit. And so I thought to myself, I'm like, man, it would be so cool if there was a Christian women's magazine like this. That was because a lot of times, like at the time when there were Christian bookstores, you'd go in and it was just gaudy looking or Ooh, maybe there yeah. was like, a, yeah, <laughs> Ooh, maybe so there, many. There, maybe there was like a really um, great theology book, but you'd never pick it up because the cover was just like, it looks like a seminary book or something. I don't know. So I'm like, what if we could like, take that beautiful design and, um, put it together with these rich articles that point people to Jesus. Um, and so that was where the idea like had formed in my heart, but because, um, like I talked it over with my husband and I had, I was always thinking of different ideas. That wasn't like the only one that was stirring in my mind, but I just, I figured out like logistically, what would it take for us to start this? I wrote it down in a notebook and then, um, I just knew it wasn't the season to do it because, I was going to have my second child and we were about to move. And so that idea was put in a notebook, put in a storage box, moved across the country. Um, we got to Georgia, unpacked everything, got settled in, and it just still remained on my heart. And um, I remember like looking up a crowdfunding campaign website and I saw that these, they were called food dice. They were like basically wooden dice that you'd roll and it would tell you what to make that night for dinner. So like fish and potatoes or I don't know. (laughs) And they raised tens of thousands of dollars. And so I'm like, if they can fund that, like maybe this can be a vision that's funded too. So um, that was kind of just how the Lord worked 
prompted me and brought the idea to mind um, and made it come to life. It's it's very challenging to me when you look at, you know, what just common things that aren't, they have nothing to do with Jesus and they're walking out the principles of like doing a crowdfunding. Like that takes faith. They don't know they're walking out faith, but they are. Um, and so it, I think when we have Christian entrepreneurs, we all, especially right now, a lot of millennials that have a design eye, we're frustrated with this great content that's hideous. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I think I would just say right now to any of you who are listening who are, you know, maybe in that space of, you know, I would love to see X, Y, and Z, but from a Christian contextual lens, mm. but eh, I don't really think I could do it. Um, I would really like challenge some people to pray on that because I found in my life, the things that frustrate me, excuse me, the things that frustrate me the most are often the things that I'm called to penetrate mm. as yeah. far as, you know, like whatever it is. Um, yeah. And I think if we just kind of, you know, if we stay away from what makes us uncomfortable or what makes us angry <laughs> or makes mm-hmm. us frustrated, um, a lot of times we're not going to be effective because that's exactly what God has called us to, yeah, infiltrate. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I just, this is random, so random out of left field, but um, I'm really into the name, like meanings of names. Do you happen to know what your name means? Like my name's Diane. Yeah. yeah. It means divine. <laughs> Yes. I love that. And I was just reading it and it's, uh, it's divine and heavenly. So I was just like, Oh, Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I just was like, she needs to know that. Um, (laughs) and then outside of like business and family and the magazine, what would you say like is your common theme? And you might've already started sharing this because it's probably just what comes out of you, but what is like the common message, the common mission if you could like sum up your life in a mission statement, like what would you call it? Probably love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and strength. Yeah. Yeah. I figured I'm I like, like, I think she's already said it seven yeah. times, but I feel like that just kind of, yeah, it's like the top level. And from that overflows everything else. So yeah. And where do you find that's most challenging as like a mom who's busy where do you yeah. find, like, is it, is it mind, soul, or, or strength or body? Sometimes those are interchangeable. Um, where do you, where do you find, like, for you, it's the hardest? Um, man, I would just say it's a constant battle for all of them, all of the above. Like, I feel like they all work together in unity. And that's actually, now that you say that, I almost want to like study that verse to see just the breakdown of how each of those play out. But like, yeah, being a mom and a business owner and like supporting my husband and serving at our church, like there's so many areas where you can just be distracted and busy. And like the one conviction I've felt lately is like, I need to like prioritize God above my to-do list. My to-do list feels so pressing at times and it can just be really easy to write off time with God. And, um, I think it was Martin Luther who said like, I'm so busy that I might as well spend three hours in prayer. And to me, like, I don't know, it's just this recognition of my, how limited I am and that it's okay if at the end of the day, I didn't check off everything, but, um, just entrusting, starting the day with entrusting myself to him 
and knowing that everything else that doesn't get done is okay because I at least took the time to spend time with him. Yeah. And I have all kinds of ranges of people that are listening to this. Some people know exactly what you're talking about. And some people are like, wait, what? So tell me like, what does a day, like when you say, I'm going to go spend time with Jesus, like break that down in layman's terms. What does that look like for you? So, um, man, I, I feel like the like worst person to ask on this. Cause I feel like I'm not super consistent with the timing of it, but like when I do spend time with God, like I'm, my goal lately, at least as of this year has been to wake up early in the morning and to pull my Bible out, um, to pray as I read, like before, during, and after I read the Bible, not as like a rigid, like system, like, you know, you need to pray three times during your Bible study, but just as a means of like, as I'm taking in what the Lord is laying in front of me, like I'm asking God for understanding. I'm asking him to help like, like help me to understand the text. And then I'm asking him to like help me live that out. And so it's just, um, John 15 calls it abiding. You are like, uh, Christ is the true vine and we are the branches and apart from him, we are nothing. And so it's just spending intimate time with him in his presence, learning what pleases him, what doesn't please him, how has he shown himself like throughout biblical history and what is he promising to us in the future? And so to me, the word is central, but prayer is like taking that knowledge and turning it into understanding and converting it into like dependence on him. That is a fantastic explanation. And, um, also I want to know, do you have like a fun God story or a couple of God stories of, you know, obviously you said your magazine, just like going all in and being like, okay, God, this is either you or it's not. But do you have like a, a story of where you like were praying into something and you were asking God for something and then you had like kind of a coincidence where it probably wasn't a coincidence. It was God, but do you have any <laughs> stories like that, that you want to share? Um, I guess, I guess I would say writing the book, like it wasn't on my radar. I didn't have anything in my mind where I'm like, okay, this is like a goal that I want to do. But I remember like, I remember thinking one day just randomly, like, I really would love to write a book someday. And then it was just a thought and it passed. And then it was like a couple weeks later that, um, I was, uh, someone had, an editor had contacted me and said, Hey, we would love for you to submit a proposal. And so to me, that was like, super crazy because it was not on my radar. He clearly was already working something, um, there. And I still had to do like the really hard work of putting together a proposal, um, which involves like writing your chapters and writing a marketing plan and all that stuff. But, um, that was just, it was very unexpected. That is so cool. And while we're on this topic, tell us how to find deeply rooted mag or magazine, um, or, and also your book when it comes out. You can find Deeply Rooted Magazine at deeplyrootedmagmag.com. And then you can find A Holy Pursuit, How the Gospel Frees Us to Follow and Lay Down Our Dreams, anywhere books are sold. Amazing. And then I think this might just be fun. I I want to pray for you. And I also want you to tell me what are things that we can be praying for, for the book, for the magazine, for your house, for your family. Um, so tell us that. And then I just want to also just pray for you. Um, as we like close this out. Can I just say that I love that 
because I've been on other podcasts and we pray before it starts, but I love that you record the prayers. I think that's super cool. So thank you for doing that. It's just such, it's modeling, like, I don't know, your belief into your, I don't know. It's really cool. So thank you. Yeah, (laughs) Um, no, absolutely. And then just prayer for, honestly, podcast interviews make me so nervous. There's a reason I write because I'm behind a screen and like no one can see me. And so stuff like this, like just continued, like prayers that I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't wrestle with insecurity or that I would just be confident in the message that the Lord has given me. Um, and that I would just continue to keep my eyes on the prize and keep my priorities straight as I serve him. Yes, it's so good. So, okay, I'm just going to jump in. Jesus, we are so grateful for Diane. Um, And if you're listening to this, just kind of close your eyes and put your hands like towards whatever you're listening from. I know it feels weird, but just like (laughs) agree with me on this. So God, we thank you for Diane. We thank you for what she's called to. We thank you for the beautiful content that you've given to her in a quiet place alone with you when she's prioritized you. Um, I also, it's so weird, but that's why I felt like I needed to look up what your name meant. Um, when you were saying like, I want to be behind a screen or I don't want to be front and center. Um, I think that's so beautiful and I could be wrong, but I feel like God's saying, yeah, that's exactly why I'm giving her a platform. And that's exactly why I'm bringing her out. And it's uncomfortable for her where other people would want this. She doesn't want it. And that's why I can trust her in it. And I saw this picture in my mind of, um, I don't even know. It's kind of weird, but kind of like a, watchtower type of like castle looking (laughs) don't ask me (laughs) this is just what came into my mind um and I think it's god but it's like this castle like thing and there was cracks um like almost little windows you know how back in the day they didn't actually have windows it was just holes and you were in there I knew you were in there and this divine light which is obviously what your name means um you this light was like piercing out of these holes or these windows and it was lighting things up. And I felt like God was saying, she has no idea what I'm doing with her life. She has no idea the light that is within her and the need that there is for what she's doing. Um, and I just, I don't know, I have a feeling that God's going to do something kind of crazy with you. So I'm just excited to be along for the ride and see what happens. Um, and God, we just thank you for yield podcast. We thank you for this journey that I'm on of understanding what does this look like? Thank you for putting me in contact with Diane and for social media, as much as we hate it sometimes, God, thank you for social media. Thank you for what you're using it for to connect the body of Christ and empower us. Um, and yeah, I just pray that anyone that's listening to this would just know that their call on their life is important and that it's worth pursuing. And we just thank you for who you are, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to share this episode and come follow me at Brooke A. Payne, that's Brooke with an E, A-P-A-Y-N-E, on Instagram and Facebook. And all of our resources are in my bio. Thank you guys so much. It means so much to me that you're listening.